Hello and welcome to your weekly podcast from Freestyle Media. Freestyle Media has partnered with the Magic 5, which makes custom fit goggles for swimmers all shapes and sizes. All you have to do is purchase a pair of their goggles via their website, then download their app and take a scan of your face and they will engineer a pair of goggles to fit you perfectly. So this week I'm joined by Rob Robson, a chartered sport and exercise psychologist and a swimmer. So Rob, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. So, um, I mean, we'll talk about your, you know, journey in the pool. It's, it's a very interesting yeah. journey. You, uh, you know, obviously you reached out to me recently, which was uh, very nice of you indeed, but let's start by talking about your profession and where it kind of all began for you, mm. um, in that kind of space. So when you, when you began the profession, you were actually working with, with athletes, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I went through the whole process so my original, my first degree was psychology, uh, with business studies. Um, but I decided, you know, I started looking at sports psychology when I was still an undergraduate. Then I did the second cohort of the very first master's degree in sport and exercise psychology in 1995. Um, so that was down next to uni. Um, I actually then from there started work as a graduate in the, you know, in sort of technology consulting, but then, you know, after a few years, uh, you know, I, I just took the plunge and went went full time for a few years to to complete my, you know, my full professional training. You know, build, building up the contact hours, doing supervision and that sort of stuff. Um, so I used to, I did quite a bit of work in swimming uh, back then, a few other sports as well. Before then, making the decision to get a proper job again. <laughs> <laughs> so what what inspired you in the first place to want to kind of go down that path? I think it was a lot to do with my own experience um, as a swimmer. Um, I I think I made every possible mistake um, as as a youth, um, and and I quit when I was eighteen. People that know me tend to know that I, I was, you know, I was I was good. I wasn't I wasn't amazing, but I was um, you know I was sort of Scottish junior champion. Um, it's kind of actually just missed the European juniors at at that point in time and that was really kind of the first point at which it really exposed the cracks I suppose in my sort of my mindset I was I, I, I just I was very outcome focused very um you know I tended to to, to 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 read so much meaning into everything and it was mm. like you know if you don't make this team then you'll never make if I don't make the European juniors at 17, well, I can never become an Olympian, I've, you know, and all that kind of thinking that just led me down a, a, a bit of a, you know, a spiral of confidence. And at the same time, transitioning into senior swimming when, you know, the, the guys ahead were Adrian Muhouse, Nick Gillingham, mm. um, and, and others. And, you know, and, and I just, I found that transition really difficult. Uh, you know, I, like I said, I suffered uh, you know real loss of confidence. Quit when I was eighteen, and took up drinking. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, sounds like a very similar uh, experience yeah. to my own, although although but, I was never any good anyway. So <laughs> yeah, but that was that was you know when I w went went to Edinburgh Uni and enrolled enrolled actually originally as a business studies student because in my school we just didn't we didn't have kind of a lot of support to you know with with choosing sort of university subjects and I was pretty clueless and I just sort of, you know, decided I, I went to Edinburgh originally because it was a continuation of my um, swimming at, at Warrender at the time. 
and it just so happens that in Scotland you have to you have to do electives, you have to do outside subjects, and that's so why I chose psychology, and I enjoyed it, and and it became my my main focus. Mm. That's what I'm interested in, though. You sounded like you lived off your own experiences um, in terms mm. of what what interested you in the first place, and then you kind of you chose to do that. So yeah. And then it all kind of came to an end. What I mean, again, I want to come back onto your story soon, but yeah, from a yeah, professional yeah. point of view, what what made you change your mind? Well, in what well, in terms of like not not continuing with the the psychology, absolutely. I, I think it was. It, I I started at a time when, in terms of my personal circumstances, I was in London. Um, I'd been working as a graduate. Um, I'd gotten married. We had a we had a mortgage. We had our first child. And quite frankly, the the opportunities were so limited in mm. the field. Um, so I had to had to everything had to be done on a self employed basis. There was no there were no real train there were no training routes. Um, I mean, even now I don't think it's that fantastic. But um, the you know even at that point in time there were there weren't really funded opportunities to work, uh, and it it was very very limited. So. I just found that at that point in time, I, I I I had so many responsibilities at that point that by when that when I'd done the things I needed to do to to get become you know formally qualified, three years of supervised experience, um, I just thought you know what I could probably do with uh, you know getting back into full time employment again. Um, so, but it 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 did it did lead to a change for me because I, I started out as a graduate very much on this sort of technology side. And when I went back into work, I went very much into I went into people and change practice mm. in 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 a consulting firm. So it did set me down a different path uh, professionally. And I kept sports psychology up for a while, kind of on the side, just working you know working with the odd sort of athlete here and there, sort of more uh, doing a fair bit of pro, pro bono work. Just 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 you know, uh, if if I was approached, I would I would do it. But eventually, actually. Um, when I moved from London up to the Midlands and I actually started swimming again with family work uh, and, and everything, I decided that something had to give. Um, and it was probably either the swimming or, you know, doing sports like outside of work. And I decided to stick with swimming. Yeah, no, well, it's, it's, <laughs> I guess that's a very good choice personally. But interestingly, the, the work you do now is still... You could still certainly say it's related employee engagement for yeah for, for other companies. It, it's very much about people, how they feel, and and you know how they feel about their jobs and, and their environments. Yeah, I mean, I've stayed I've stayed very much on the people side ever since, and uh, apply psychology at work. Uh, I've been in a variety of roles from from doing sort of change management stuff through to uh, you know being an HR director, and then this business that now that I'm co-owning is you know I it's I apply psychology regularly as well as doing sort of uh, some of the more boring businessy stuff. <laughs> no, no, for sure. I mean, that, that sounds great. And, and again, sounds like you kind of naturally have this in you, <clears throat> which is then interesting when you think back to your childhood or your teen years yeah. where you said you made every mistake going in terms of your, your mindset. So yeah. let, let, let's start by talking about where your swimming journey began. So were you swimming at a really young age? Um, I started swimming for a club at nine um my dad actually held it myself my sister and i back from joining a club he was he'd been a gb international himself Brilliant. and he 
wasn't that keen for us to join too soon and held us back until he held us until we you know we pushed him and pushed him to to join and so that was at Carnegie Swimming Club in Dunfermline um and I was there and I was there until I was 15 I'd just made I'd I'd won the 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 Scottish age groups uh, and made national squads and it was a small at the time a small club um and actually it was in a bit of flux with the head coach and stuff so I took the opportunity to move to Warrender um to a bigger club with professional coach and, and more more pool time brilliant just uh veering slightly away from your story tell us more about your dad uh, yeah. well you know he was i mean he was he, he played he swam and played water polo for for great britain in the mainly in the 50s i guess because he'd be he'd be born in 1936 um he still he still swims um he's amazing held a lot he's held a lot of sort of masters records himself yeah. although he doesn't he doesn't compete anymore yeah no, that's uh that's absolutely fantastic. So so you um you know, you were kind of top in the charts then in, in Scotland uh, as a young as a young lad, sort of what was this sort of fourteen, fifteen years of age? Yeah, fourteen fourteen would be the first time I won something sort of nationally, two hundred breaststroke at the yeah. um and um and then it was like a, it was all just upwards from there until sort of fifteen, sixteen I was, you know, Winning things in the Grom, you know, the sort of what well, at the time was the Grand Prix circuit. Mm-hmm. One um, went away with Scotland and did well, and and it was kind of like, and I and I remember we used to get these paper rankings sent through, um, and it was top tens uh, nationally, and it was and I, and I remember the first time I got onto the senior uh, rankings, I was probably about fifteen at the time, and. Um, and I, I can li- remember I used to actually like when I when I'd done a past the time I actually used to like score off the person that I had me and stuff, and I was really focused on the progress I was making against other people, and and you know really really outcome driven, really results driven, mm. uh, really cared what p- other people thought. Really, when you look back at it, um, a lot of things that are. I suppose not particularly healthy, and and, and kind of can lead to a, quite a sort of fragile self confidence, really. So it, when things are going well, you're buoyant, yeah, of course, really yeah. confident. And then when things take a dip, if you're reliant on results and outcomes for, uh, you know, for for your confidence, then your confidence is going to take a dip as well. Mm-hmm. It's sort of, sort of obvious, but when you're, you know, when you're in the thick of it, when you're young, you don't really think about these things. You know? No, so it's. I, um, I think that's really interesting. Well, I'm in, I'm interested to know about your environment that you're in then at home. You, you said your dad held you and your sister back from swimming. Yeah, yeah. But once once you went into the sport, were you? Did you feel the pressure from parents or teammates or the coach? No, never, never had pressure from my parents at all. My mum was actually um, a GB um, gymnastics coach as well. Wow, great genes. And, uh, so it's, yeah, well, it's a real. It was a really interesting environment, and they were, you know, Dad was a coach in his own right, um, and took the decision for a number of reasons not to coach in Scotland, Scotland because he, he, before I was born, they lived down in Essex. Um, uh, never felt pressure from from them, never pushed. Um, when I moved into to Warrender, I was 
you know, a, a, a small fish in a big pond. Um, I don't really ever really feeling exte external pressure. It was all very much self-generated. Mm -hmm. I don't really know where it came from. Um, you know, when we talk in terms of sports psychology about, uh, you know, it's uh, what we call um, motivational, I'm, I'm trying to think of the word now, goal orientation is, is the word, what we, words we you, the phrase we used to describe, you know, how how an individual is, whether they're sort of task or ego orientated, yeah. whether their process or outcome, if you like, is is something that you know they say they say it does kind of really sort of develop around eight, nine, ten years of age, and that's a really important time in terms of the environment. I can't think of anything really in my environment that 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 pushed me towards that way of thinking. It's just that. I think I'm very introverted um, in many respects and probably never shared what I was thinking with people. I think that's one of the things that I was, I was actually met with my old coach, Ian McGregor, last summer at the, actually, you know, at the British in Aberdeen. And we were talking about that and it became apparent that I didn't share, I didn't, I didn't reveal a lot of myself to, to him. Okay. And so those thoughts that were going through my mind at the time were, you know, he was fairly oblivious to them. And as you know, as a coach of a big squad, he, mm. he, they're not; they can only really respond to what, what, what the what what you're sort of saying. Um, they can't spend a huge amount of time outside of the actual the actual swimming environment with you. So, so that was quite interesting. So, um, it's probably a, a lack of. In, in, you know, interaction and sharing of of what I was thinking at the time. That so so nobody was prompted to sort of challenge me on that and to you know to, to try and send me down a different path, as it were. And do you feel like maybe being uh, naturally introverted pushed you in the way of wanting to always get great results? Because almost that was your way of of proving yourself to other people and and, and um, metaphorically being loud. I think it's more about. I think it's more about being very analytical, uh, and and you know, overthinking stuff in general, um, spending a lot of time in my own head, mm. rather than feeling I need to prove and uh, you know prove anything to anybody. Yeah, but, and do you uh, feel like were you like this with everything else, or was was it just for swimming? I think I think when I look back, I was actually quite. Um, you know, I had that what they would describe as that ego orientation, and that what that means is that if you're doing well at something, you will, um, you know, you you may, if you're doing well at something, you're motivated, but it it, it can also lead to sort of um, sort of self sabotage, mm. you know, behaviours and that sort of stuff, and mucking about at school and 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 and, and sort of, I I, I would. I was one of the classics sort of do do what you need to you know do the minimum at school and and that sort of stuff and 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 that is again quite quite characteristic of that that kind of thinking you know so if if you're you know task or process oriented you're always trying to do it better than than you were if you're a sort of outcome or ego or you know orientated it's very much about uh, well I'm doing enough to get the result that I need so I why would I do any more mm. and I was like that at school but I, I mean I, the funny thing is, I, I don't remember being 
like that all that much at swimming because I think it's a bit more of a conveyor belt that you 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 are pushed. I always wanted to two PBs, but I do remember self sabotaging when when some. I, I remember one time in particular, um, I wasn't swimming very well, um, and it was the first ever time I was first time I was ever in a televised meet, and I, I wasn't thinking about the cameras at the time, but I was in um, I was in a, I was in the outside lane of a final. And um, I, I wasn't swimming well, and I just went. I just completely dosed the second half of the two hundred breaststroke, and um, and it was you know other people with a different mindset would have just worked to do the best they possibly could at that possible that, at that time, but that's sort of, again quite characteristic of that mindset. Is that if like it's if it's not going great, I'm just gonna just going to sack it in mm. you know and i remember <laughs> remember going home and thinking oh god that was on that's going to be on tv <laughs> and it was and it was and my race was that race was not shown in the highlights <laughs> so, wow thank god for that eh? maybe 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 i was the reason for that. <laughs> no i'm, I'm, I'm yeah. sure not well it's, it's it's probably a good job but um listen we'll talk about your your master swimming um shortly yeah. because you know we've talked about the sort of hours that you that you do now but going yeah. back to that kind of age were you a high volume swimmer kind of how many hours were you doing a week meters a week i was doing 10 to 12 sessions a week um generally doing about 60 to 75 wow thousand meters a week yeah a lot i mean i just spent i think none of it you know i was just so tired that's i think that's the other the other thing i remember is i was training was 20 miles away um and from home and so i were lucky that i was able to most of the time i swam um mornings with a few other wander swimmers that were based in development um under actually with my dad's supervision um away from the, the rest of the squad but we'd go after school into into edinburgh and it was 20 miles and and I just remember being so tired all the time. Yeah. And actually, you know, looking into all sorts of reasons, trying to find out why. And actually, it was probably nothing specific except not sleeping enough. I used, to, I, I was a worrier. I, I get, I would get stressed if I if I didn't get to sleep straight away. Okay. If I had more training in the morning, so I'd be, I'd be, I'd be awake at two o'clock, going mm. <laughs> looking at the clock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and, and then we and then we'd get the train to training and. And we just eat a load of crap on the way to training and stuff like that, and then, and it's all just probably a combination of things that wasn't mm. happening at the time. But um, yeah, did you enjoy all, doing all those sessions, all those hours? Was that something that you got a buzz out of, or did you do it because it was everybody did? I think it was just it was just normal to do it. There was a certain badge of honour from doing it, but I do remember the just being like I just really really did enjoy the environment. I enjoyed, you know, the, I enjoyed, you know, the group of people. Yeah, we were a young, a young squad. You know, I was, in, well, when I started in top squad, there I was the, I was probably the youngest, but I wasn't. After a while, I wasn't. And but the, but the, the, it wasn't a particularly old squad. You know, there weren't. We had a couple of seniors, but it was actually quite kind of. Uh, very, very much around sort of people from about sort of sixteen to to sort of eighteen, nineteen at the time. Mm. Um, so there was a lot of camaraderie, you know. Yeah. 
um, became my social life as well as as well as training and stuff. So it was great from that point of view. Mm. See, that's something I never did. I never swam with a club, you know, day in day out. It was always, you know, quite low yeah. volume for me. But but I have to yeah. say, the thing I always enjoyed about swimming when I was that age was was the camaraderie. It was I was, yeah. I was there because my mates were there, you know, as opposed to yeah. I mean, I liked swimming, of course I did, but I didn't. I wouldn't say I was like truly passionate about it at that age. I, I wouldn't be yeah, going to school yeah. and telling all my mates about all the swimming that I was doing. You know, it was just something that yeah. when I got to the pool, I was messing around with my mates. And it, was that mm. kind of, would you say you were similar there? No, I was, I mean, if anything, I was sort of too, too serious about too it. In, until, too into it. Yeah. It was too into it until I wasn't, then I was not into it at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just, you know, went completely off the rails. Yeah. But, yeah yeah it was one extreme to another <laughs> yeah right well let, let's let's talk about that then so what what age were you when you packed in was it 18 did you say 18 yeah 18. yeah I, I actually was at the first ever um meet at ponds forge um i went to the world cup meet there and didn't achieve what i wanted to achieve i think ultimately i look back and i gave myself like an impossible ultimatum and it was i think it was both it was, it was actually ambiguous what i what you know i thought i said if i don't do something amazing this weekend then forget it and <laughs> i don't think i ever really defined what that was and and so i quit I, I remember in my head i quit and i had to and i had to drive home from sheffield uh, for like four hours with my coach <laughs> i just, just sort of sat there you know looking at the floor for the, wow. the, the whole time yeah and then i went to went to a few stations here and there but uh, that was that was it basically it sounds like though that that i well that was probably bubbling in your in your brain subconsciously yeah. for for a short while before yeah, yeah. you know I, it can't have been a all in all out 100 percent. yeah i mean it was it, we had we didn't really understand and i, I you know I, I had a lot of very abs you know it was a lot of absolutes in my head like mm. If you don't do this, that won't happen. It was very black and white. And, yeah, and and we didn't really understand how, you know, you look at you look at swimmers today, and and they're you know they're peaking in their late twenties, men, of course. and yeah, uh, and 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 that's partly because there is a pathway and there is sport, and people my age will remember that, that there wasn't back then, um, and so I used to just go like, if I haven't done all this by the time I'm sort of. 18 then it's not going to happen mm -hmm. like when i was 18 it was um so 19 would have been the barcelona olympics and i, I was like well i'm definitely not qualified from barcelona for barcelona and, and atlanta's that's like you know i'll be ancient by then you know <laughs> it, it's like what another four years you know that, that's how i thought i just thought it and if i you know if if i'm that far away from uh, you know, if I'm going to be that far away from Barcelona, I'm, I'm not going to make it up in that four years of time. Mm. My lack of understanding of, of you know, of development and you know, and how much I was just a boy. Um, you know, it's just it's ridiculous when you look back at it through sort of more rational eyes. But yeah, time, I, I, I definitely think there's a conversation to have around um, because the the Olympics is everything, isn't it? To to yeah. any athlete that you know competes there, whether yeah. you're a summer or not. But the and there are other competitions over the course of the four years, not least the Commonwealth Games, of course, that comes kind of in the middle of yeah. that. 
but the the sheer focus on that four year kind of training pattern is it's relentless isn't it because when you're at the start of yeah. that that four years and you think it's in four years time i mean i i find it hard to think a couple of weeks ahead you know and, and i'm yeah. and, I, and i mean that like i'm serious i really do find it hard to think yeah. a few weeks ahead at a time and it's one hell of a mindset isn't it yeah i mean i remember being pretty devastated that i wasn't going to be in contention for auckland 1990 mm. i would i would still have no i think if i'd gone i would have been just 17. Wow. So I had to quali- I had to qualify as a sixteen year old, and yet I was still like really disappointed that wasn't, <laughs> and it wasn't in contention. It wasn't like you know, it wasn't like a you know just missed it. It's just that knowing, I suppose, as as people were qualifying, but knowing that I wasn't going to be in contention for it, I was mm-hmm. like, I took it, I took that quite badly, even though I was, I was, I wasn't a child protege. Or anything. No, <laughs> but but it's, like... it's, it sounds like in your mind there was a probably a fifteen year old onwards. That's what you wanted to do. You wanted to make yeah. the Olympic yeah, Games, was, right? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, you know, in my mind, I was dead set. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted. Yeah. And when yeah. that became, that became, like less. It, you know, it was like at fifteen, I was, I was all I wanted. At sixteen, I still believed it was quite possible. At seventeen, I started to think, oh, this is this isn't going really going how, you know, how I would like. And at and at eighteen, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm never gonna. I'm never going to catch these guys up. And then the, the, the irony is that it's, I would say it wasn't about displacing sort of Gillingham and Moorhouse from the team because they were going to retire. But I just never saw myself, by that stage, I never saw myself going anywhere near as fast as them. And that's probably true. I probably never would have, but I could have actually enjoyed the journey. Of course. Yeah, yeah, and of I, course. You know, you know and, and there's a lot of fun to be had from going. And, 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 and that's, you know, that's, that's the one thing I would, you know, would love to have taken from it. Would, you know, if I had my time again, would not be to. It's it, it's not. I'm not going to kid myself that I, you know, could have been a contender. It's more <laughs> actually the I experience. Could lot, I could have taken a lot more pleasure from the experience. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think um, you know, if you'd have, you never know if you'd have hung in there, made an Olympic Games, even if you'd have just, you know gone there and got knocked out on day one the fact that you've made it you, you, you've enjoyed the journey you've been selected yeah. you've gone to the olympic village you've been surrounded by the athletes that in itself is amazing yeah it would be i mean and, and the 50 year old me says that's that probably still wouldn't have happened um but i still you know i could have i could have i don't know gone to the states for example and just had a great mm. time swimming at college or yeah. something something different but i'd like, like i say i had this absolute kind of mindset and your absolute mindset led you <laughs> to lots of beer so let's talk yeah, about that <laughs> yeah, so, well, uh, four years that passed in a haze um but it, <laughs> it was this it's the start of my fat phase uh and uh you know and then i continued really you know i continued in, into my 20s and I, I i got into consulting and we were I was living away from home during the week and stuff. So I just got completely out of training, things like mm-hmm. training. And I didn't even exercise really um, until until I was in, about 30. I was diagnosed with um, ulcerative colitis. Uh, ulcerative colitis um, and I realized at that point, I was like, right, I'm, I'm really overweight. I'm not very healthy. I've got inflammatory bowel disease i have to start doing something a bit different and started doing a little bit of swimming when i was still in um 
in Ealing in London. Mm-hmm. So, so can I just jump in there? Was swimming the first, yeah. as soon as you thought, I've got to change here, was swimming the first thing that you thought to do? Yeah, well, I, I, I like a lot of people, I was like, I don't know if I want to, you know, I, I, I don't know if I want to just go to the gym and I, I like, I liked swimming and I like the camaraderie and I, you know, and despite my sort of negative experiences that I, you know, my self-inflicted negative experiences as a teenager, I, you know, it's like, it's almost like I, I just doing what, what I, it's, it's what I know. <laughs> so I'll, I'll go back to it. And I'd, so I'd started doing a bit when I was, was in Ealing, but in Ealing, but it was only really when I moved up to the Midlands, I moved up to Leamington Spa in 2007 that I, I, I then joined Kenworth Masters and mm-hmm. everything changed. Yeah. So it's a year in your thirties at this point. <laughs> I was, yeah. I've been about 35. Yeah. Yeah. So everything changed. So, um, yeah. everything changed. Was it on the basis that you started training consistently or lifestyle changed? Yeah. I mean, it was really just the fact that I went, I originally went back to, cause I wanted to get fit and it was what I knew. And then I did a competition. I thought, I don't quite like this. And I'm not that I'm not as slow as I thought I'd be, and <laughs> um, and I actually then you know and I so I entered my first sh- short course nationals, which I think is probably about two thousand eight, um, and as I thought, and, and and but it was then that I really you know I, I sort of sat myself down and said right, you've got all this baggage. You know, you've got to get rid of it. And I got to, you know, I, I just said to myself, look, I'm not going to do this if I don't enjoy it. And if, and I think, and I, I, and it wasn't just, I'm not going to do it if I don't enjoy it. So like, you've got to be kind of in charge of how you approach that then, you know. And so I, I very deliberately sort of cultivated what I would describe as a sort of, a, you know, a playful approach to 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 com- to competing in particular, um, and so I designed. I sort of, if you like, designed my own experience based on my, you know, based on my experience with psychology, my knowledge. Yeah, well, I was I was going to say so with the profession that you're, well, well, the profession that you began in, but even that you've gone on to on to do, as we talked to, and it's all relevant, right? Yeah. Did Did you just feel like you were a? You had the experience of working with other people around stuff like this. But yeah. B. Maturity, the fact that you're older. Do you think all of those things just helped you to see out to get out of your own head? Um, yeah. And yeah. to look at it, look at it on, on a more kind of three sixty three sixty design. <laughs> Yeah, and it, it was the self awareness of you know, and 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 looking back and saying, well, I'm not going through that again. And I actually also remember seeing masters, you know, I still see masters swimming sitting there looking really nervous at the back, <laughs> on the side of the pool and think, I, I now know that actually that's you know that's not how I want to be. And I and I, and so I I I I made a series of conscious choices, I suppose. One and the first one was I, I I'm going to go and I'm going to enjoy competing and I'm going to enjoy racing. And you can't, you can't make yourself enjoy racing, but you can sort of cultivate cultivate the right sort of mindset for that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so I think part of that was then, well, okay, if I want to enjoy racing, I'm gonna, you know, I am gonna like put myself in a position where I, so, you know, I, I prepare well, 
so I just it's what I would describe as self mastery, playful self mastery. It's about being in the being in the moment when you're racing, just enjoying the racing, not being what not worrying about you know consequences and outcomes and things like that, but being focused on the process. <laughs> but to what enables me to do that is preparing well. Um, so you know I don't. Um, so I, I I try and do things right when I'm at a competition. So I don't muck about when I'm at, but, I'm, but when I'm racing, I'm 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 sort of very much in the moment. Mm. Um, and and I'm, and it's things like you know being high energy before before my races, and you know I jump about and you know try and get up. I'll try and get up for it rather than try to calm myself down. And and so, but it's about sort of pre- preparing preparing well, and then and also a sort of a mantra of, is is like training seriously yeah. training seriously to enjoy racing mm-hmm. and that, and people i told um i told uh suzanne uh linton who i swim with about that i was doing this the other day and she said and i, I was i told her a little bit about what we'd be talking about and said she said but you're a miserable get or something like that. <laughs> you're grumpy but you're really grumpy and i actually i'm quite grumpy in, i'm quite grumpy in training because okay. I, I'm quite because that's where I'm focused on. Like, if I want to, if I do want to break a record or something, that's where I'm focused on. That mm. I'm focused on. So I, it does matter to me in training if we're not doing, if I don't feel like we're doing the right stuff, or if you know, if the, if you know, I can be irritable and I can be, you know, I can be a bit grumpy in training. <laughs> but at a competition, it's almost like a walk through the door. Particularly, particularly if I go to like nationals, or something. I'll, I'll, I walk through the door at Sheffield and I'm like, right, great. You know, yeah. I just, it's yeah. like something, something just changes. And I'm like, I could be, I've gone so many nationals having had like a crap week at work thinking I could really do without this, this bloody weekend. And <laughs> um, I'm tired, uh, you know, all that sort of stuff. And then I, I sort of like cross the threshold and it's like, mm. right, right. I've got my racing head on now. Okay, yeah. Let's, let's go. <laughs> I, I, I actually I actually really can relate with that because um, yeah. I've always had two options from living uh, down south to either drive <clears> up <throat> or get the train. And I don't know why, yeah. but for, for me, there's something like getting the train there, stepping off the train yeah. at, at Sheffield yeah. and going, here we go. You know, yeah. I'm, he- I'm here now. This is where the fun starts, both yeah. during the day when you're racing and in the evenings with your teammates yeah. going out for dinner. Or uh, The whole experience is brilliant. Yeah, it is, and 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 you know, and there's, and there's definitely something about enjoying all you know, enjoying all aspects of it, mm. you know. Um, and so, you know, I, I we will go out for dinner. Um, I'll I'll stay off the beers until I've meaningfully finished competing. <laughs> so, like, if I've got a fifty breaststroke, quite often seem to end up with a fifty breaststroke on the Sunday. So I'm like, yeah, I can have my beers on Saturday night. It's just. <laughs> It's just a fifty. Just fifty. No, absolutely. <laughs> so we, you talked. You talked about um, having a kind of a playful mindset around yeah. racing. What about in training? Do you are you playful in training? Not really. No. 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 So I'm, so, I'm, I'm much more goal oriented. I'm much more goal oriented in training. Okay. Than than I am in than I am at, at competition. Mm-hmm. So if you ask me if, if and people will attest to this, if you come up and ask me at competition, so. What time are you going for? I'm like, I'm not. Mm. I'll say I'm not. I, I I know how I want to swim it, and if I swim it right, 
I'll get the time I deserve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean it. And I'm not just saying that. You know, I think sometimes you hear coaches and athletes sort of talking about process and, and stuff, you know, because they've had it drummed into them. But I genuinely mean it. And and I'll, I'll go knowing, like, say, if I go knowing that I want to break a record, at that point in time, once I get there, it's irrelevant. Like, what is relevant is... The work I've done, the the prep that I put in once I get there, the effort yeah. I put in, and more more than anything else, the execution. <laughs> so, I mean, I've gone, you know, I've been, I don't know, including illness and things, I've done at least 12 sort of short course nationals now. And my maximum range in 100 breaststroke is plus or minus about, I think it's like 1.2 seconds over all, all the years. I've gone more fit, less fit, carrying injuries, not not carrying injuries. And it's about, it's, it's, it's you know, and that, it's just because I've, I've been able to execute. I focus on execution and you, and, it, and if the execution is the same, then the things like a little bit of difference in fitness and stuff doesn't actually make mm. that much difference yeah I, so, I agree especially on a 50 or 100 i think um yeah. I, I definitely yeah. there's something about it <laughs> to, to talk talk to us then about some of the playful things that you're referring to then so give give us an example of something recently maybe nationals last year you went there with a playful mindset your execution yeah. was what was important to you tell us what you're <clears> working <throat> on in that race so it's well it starts it starts with like a physical warm-up um and i think that's one of the things that I actually use my physical warm-up to get in the moment. So it's like mindfulness, I suppose. So it's it's really focusing in on what I'm doing. Um, You know, so I'll do a little bit of a combination of, you know, um, I'll do, I'll do a little bit of land sort of base warm-up kind of at the back, you know, in, in Sheffield, say, and, and it's just really about like paying attention and and getting really focused in on that. Is is this is kind of the start of it? So at that point, I, I know how long I've got and all that sort of stuff. That's kind of quite important because you can't you can't be then you're born not to be kind of constantly looking out and worrying about is it ten minutes, is it fifteen minutes, etc. You go so you've got a block of time and you're going to can focus in on that stuff. And then it, and so that planning piece is is actually quite important because you get the do the planning in advance so that you don't have to be thinking too much as you go. Um, like I say, use the physical warm-up to get started. And then I, I just, and then it's also about, like, I actually use kind of, I will speak to, you know, I will speak to people on the poolside and stuff. And I, I kind of, until the point at which I know that I'm kind of up, I, again, I use that sort of social interaction just mm. as a sort of way of just you know, staying kind of in the moment and, and stuff and to, it, the one th- thing I will do is I'll switch off if somebody has been really negative or like being overly focused on things like oh, what time you know what time yeah. you're going to do and all that sort of stuff I'll just go and I'll just I'll just sort of you know find, find make my excuses mm. <laughs> and then when it comes to the race itself I count my strokes I've always I've got into the habit on, on breaststroke of, I, you know so I'm actually counting them as I'm going and I'm I'm really just I've got one or two things that I look at, and it's usually stroke length. I think length, tempo, feel, and you know, and just 
I kind of monitor a little bit on that, uh, and I will race. I will, I will race, like you know, but not. It doesn't. It's not like deep and meaningful. Sure. You know, if if someone is, if I see someone ahead of me, it's not like, oh no, you know, it's just. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> And and that's part of it. It's like it's part of that complete acceptance that it's not that important. Mm. It's not, you know, we're not elite athletes. Yeah. You know, another thing that I always say is 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 you know, when you're making choices, it's it's about fitting swimming around life, not fitting your life around swimming. We're not mm. professionals, and and that's a big part of how I've structured my training and everything because it's about like I will never. I, I, consistency is really important to me, and I, and so I don't suddenly do I won't suddenly do like seven sessions in, in a week if I can only do three a week normally. Mm. Yeah, I just I just stick I stick to that that's that that routine. So, um, so yeah, so so in the race itself again, it's just about focusing in and stuff and using self talk. Um, and I'll and like and you know as it. I, and it'll be different at different stages. So usually, last length of hundred breaststroke is like keep it long, keep it long, keep it yeah, long. It's just sure. stuff like that. And it, and and you know, and it means that I just never get. It means I enjoy it and I never get anxious, mm. except, <laughs> except before a two hundred breaststroke. And that's but that is because of the anticipation of pain and not because of anything else. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, I, again, I can relate to you there because. Um... <laughs> I get very nervous before a 200 uh, exactly for the same reason as you because I know yeah. it's going to really, really hurt. Now, I'm not against pain. I'm quite happy to put myself yeah. through it, but it's still not very nice. Um, yeah, yeah. Whereas the thrill of a yeah. 50, the thrill of a 100, I mean, a 100 hurts at the very, very end, but yeah. you can see the wall by that point, so it's not so yeah. bad. Um, but I think the thrill of, of being able to go absolutely hammer and tongue at something and yeah. it kind of it's a kind of a different kind of pain isn't it especially a 50 it's a different it, it does hurt but in, in a weirdly yeah. nice way um but a 200 is is nasty and, and i wouldn't say i've got everything worked out because the one thing i one thing i've never really worked out is particularly on a particularly a long course is how is i i still more often than not i don't swim very often i don't don't do 200s very often even though it was it's sort of more naturally my event but i don't really don't really train for it um i still more often than not i'm too conservative okay in my approach so i haven't completely figured everything out but i 50 and 100 i'm not i'm not an actually a very good sprinter but i enjoy doing the 50 kind of it you know and i i, I love doing the 100 um and i'd be if i if i train and this is exactly what i'm talking about if i know that if i train more i could go a lot faster than i took mm-hmm. this but i'm like but why would i do that why would i would, why would i change everything you know all these like the other parts of my life yeah just to just to go a bit faster mm-hmm. in a swimming competition when i'm 50 years old mm. yeah <laughs> it's like <laughs> But it's, Perspe- that, it's perspective, isn't it? <laughs> it is, but it's also really nice to hear you say that because a, you still care about your swimming, you still want yeah. to do the best that you possibly can. But b, it's not ruling your life, and and I no. think it's a really, really good trait to to have is to think. You know, you said it earlier. You could have a week where you've got nothing, nothing on, so you could yeah. swim seven times. But what's the point if you're swimming three times a week? And that is 
what you yeah. do. So let's talk about that then three times a week. Mm. Is, that sounds like is your routine in the water. So is that something like how many years has that been going on for now? And how have you managed to stay consistent pretty much all the time? Yeah, pretty much it, when I haven't been ill or injured. I mean, I, I, it, I will say it's three to four. Um, the fourth is more often than not water polo. Okay. Um, and then it's two to three gym. Okay, and you and usually that means makes up for six of something. Sure, I, I actually have exactly yeah. the same routine as you: three swims, three gyms, and that's <clears throat> something that I've only just started doing this year since I've moved house, yeah. and it's uh, working really, really nicely for me. So I, I feel like I'm in a similar groove to you at the moment. Um, yeah. So, so your three swims are they an hour each? Are they two hours? Mostly an hour. Um, Mostly an hour. One, one's an hour and ten minutes. Ooh, an <laughs> hour and ten minutes. But, yeah, it's an it's an odd thing, but that's that's what we get on a Tuesday night, and it makes a little bit of a difference in terms so of the quality. How, how much how much extra do you get in meterage? Sometimes none. It's sometimes <laughs> it just means that we've got a bit more time yeah. for a quality set or something, sure. you know, something like that. And and I think that's that's those three hours is is. Most more quality swimming than anything else, mm-hmm. um, and then you know we do tend to try as a club. We tend to, to sort of work more towards the speed end of things, and we've got pe- we've got triathletes and all sorts, but mm-hmm. we tend we tend to to work towards that end of things. Um, and I think it's for me it's it is about that consistency, and and you know that and I've changed my focus a bit. Like this year, I'm trying to do. 100 to 200 um more whereas i think i've been chasing 50 speed quite a bit over the last few years but reckon realized that actually whatever i do i'm never going to be never going to be that good at a 50 so i've gone i've gone back to pushing more but i'm doing that not by doing more training sessions to get my volume but just mm-hmm. by doing more work more more my vo- more of my volume work on breaststroke so okay I can't, I'm not changing the the big parameters. I'm changing the kind of with what I do within within that. You mm. know, so it's so, um, so it sounds like you care more about quality than than meters. So you're not in there thinking, yeah, I want to swim as as many meters a week as I can here. You're more interested in not. how it feels and and race prep. Yeah, it's I do about so on average I would say I do about seven and a half k a week. Yeah, um, I know that it, I know that it's not enough really for like particularly on a to do a good 200 long course um but i just sacrifice that mm. uh you know like this year I decided not to even swim at, at the long course um and you know i sort of think oh is that the right thing to do but i was like you know what i get home on saturday night <laughs> you know that's that's how that's how you know that's that's the thinking so get yeah. home on saturday night uh, rather than on on the sunday night and uh and I only have to be away for two days, mm-hmm. so it's it's um, and that's you know that's 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 kind of how my my mind works for that stuff. Yeah. And I'd love to, I would love to do a good two hundred breaststroke long course, but it's not going to happen really in the in the you know without a fundamental change. I'm actually quite quite like how I do things now. So. Mm. <laughs> no, that sounds absolutely fantastic. J- just a couple more questions. Then the first one is. Well, well, what what have you got? What what's your, what are your aims for say this year? You've just entered yeah. a new age category, so are you looking for records or? Yeah, I'll have a crack at. I mean, I'll have a crack at the the, the hundred and two hundred um, short course. Realistically, I mean, the, the hundred record long course is actually really good. Um, Mike Hodgson did it um, 
what about what, about five years ago now, and it's I I don't know. I've been in that sort of territory before, but uh, when I did Europeans um, in London, but I can't see it. I can't see it happening. So probably uh, I'll be aiming for the short short course ones, um, and you know, see how that goes. Yeah, yeah. But there sounds... are other people. But the thing is, I mean, it, there are are other people in, who will have the same uh, designs. Um, you know, so we'll see. Mm. No, well, it's exciting anyway, nonetheless. And um, yeah, fi- yeah. final question then is more of a bit of a full circle question. So, you know, we started off talking about your your mindset when you were a teenager, mm-hmm. the all or nothing, the very outcome focused, the very negative mindset around something generally. It sounds like you've got the complete opposite now, which is an incredibly positive mindset, fun and yeah. joyful. Like, yes, yeah, like your teammate says that you're grumpy in training, but it's <laughs> um, it's it, it's all in a good, it's all for a good cause this time, by the sounds of it. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I really enjoy my swimming now, um, and I'm not, I'm not grumpy all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you certainly, you certainly haven't been on this podcast, yeah. which is good. <laughs> Uh, yeah so there yeah I, I i do feel like i i do i enjoy it i make my choices around what i do and enjoy it i don't compete that often so that i still enjoy it i won't go you know i don't go to too many meets because they can be quite boring um you know uh, I, I don't mean to say it in the wrong way but if you go to sort of a you know, kind of a local masters meet and there's about ten people in the poolside and it's just like, <laughs> uh, you know there's no, there's no atmosphere, no energy. Um, you know, I, I just think now nah, I'll just, I'd rather swim four or five times a year. I, I you know, I, I, I meet that I'm going to enjoy. Mm. So I, I make my choices. Yeah, no, that sounds absolutely fantastic. And, yeah. uh, I thought this uh, podcast was brilliant as well. I thought you were fantastic and, uh, really enjoyed your story. And I'm really glad oh. that you've got to a great place in swimming and, uh, yeah, yeah exciting new, new age group. And, uh, yeah new goals which is fantastic yeah well thanks for having me joe it's been been enjoyable no you're welcome thanks again and i'll uh, i'll see you soon